I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good morning, man. Man, how you doing this morning? I'm doing really good. I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really hot outside, and oh, my air conditioner in my car does not work. Is that right? And I took it to the mechanic yesterday thinking, ah, you know, we'll find a leak and patch it. It won't be that that much and pump it with some Freon. And old boy said, well, we got a problem. The long and short of it is it's going to cost you about 800 bucks to get your air conditioner. Yeah, um, Now, for those of y'all who aren't familiar with the South, like, Modern technology really allows people to live in places like this. Yeah, we would all be dead if not. We would all be. I mean, we 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 did have Bo and I had a lot. Our our ancestors were much stronger, uh, hardy people than us, and somehow they did it. But uh, it's pretty tough on us little pansies. It's it's rough. It's It's hard. So anyway, I um I've been using the old windows, and uh, yeah, we'll make it work. Man, this I I wonder. uh, I bet during the winter you might be able to get a deal on that. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping so. Maybe during the winter, if I can just tough it out this one summer. That's right. (laughs) But anyway, so it's a little humid getting over here. But uh, yeah, things are good, man. What's going on with you? Oh man, I'm I'm excited. We've got a lot of fun stuff going on. In fact, my Mm -hmm. my family, my siblings, and I have all just registered for the Jackson, Mississippi Gumbo Fest. Dude, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, so we are we are a team now. We are, and that's uh, a big deal for y'all. It's a, it's a, it's the first time we've ever attempted something like this. This is the second year of the annual Gumbo Fest right. since its return. Right uh, now, back in the day, for those of y'all who are um, around the country and, and around the world, in Jackson, Mississippi, they, we have this big Gumbo Festival, and it's it's huge. It was a big deal, like. 11 or 12 years ago, and then for whatever reason, it just went away. The people who were running it just couldn't keep it up, or I'm not yeah. exactly sure what the what the deal was. Uh, but very recently, last year, they brought this thing back, and it is a ton of fun. You have a bunch of companies will come and make gumbo. Yeah. Um, they've just kind of started allowing people to have individual teams and come to compete. And so after last year, where um, I went, it was me, my brother, his wife, and uh, we were sitting there thinking like, man, you know... I've got a good gumbo recipe and yeah. my gumbo recipe is at least better than over half these people. <laughs> like, I bet, you know, given a year's t- prep time, I-, I could come up with something pretty good. Is, so is your gumbo recipe a proprietary, proprietary family secret thing, or is that something you could maybe give me some wisdom on to teach me how to make? Gumbo? Well, I tell you what, let, let's get through the competition. I'm not sharing the secrets with anybody until <laughs> the competition is over. Yeah. John David asked so he can quickly and defeat, <laughs> defeat Bo and his, with his own recipe. It's a, uh, it's a recipe. It's actually uh, a friend of mine who is just kind of this old school Louisiana guy. Yeah. Uh, he, his, it's his family recipe that I have tweaked with my own Louisiana family recipe and right. kind of created this, this original uh, concoction. So we're excited about it. Our team name. Sneaky Cajuns. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> our, our team name is Rue York City. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that great? That's beautiful. And uh, actually, if you go on Twitter and, and look at at Rue York City, we've got a Twitter handle. We don't have anything there, but we'll be tweeting some stuff out from the competition. So that'll be a, a fun place to kind of watch yeah, that. But yeah. uh, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love gumbo. I love food. Man, gumbo, I you know, I, I guess it's not really a thing in other parts of the country. I don't know. I, but gumbo in the South, it, particularly oh, Mississippi, deal. we're right next to Louisiana. Lots of... Uh, kind of coastal influence. There's just a whole, you know, the biggest, uh, biggest football team everyone pulls for here are the Saints and all this. Right. Stuff. Just a lot of connection with New Orleans. So, uh, we eat a lot of gumbo and a lot of crawfish this time of year. And, yeah. Uh, dude, that sounds awesome. Yes, sir. We've been talking a lot about legacy and origins as yeah. we gear up for our volume two of the pipe culture discussion, yeah. which we will have officially next week. And kind of in doing so, we've breached a lot of topics related to legacy, related to origins. And, 
today's topic comes from uh, an email that we received, or actually, a, I guess, a barrage of Twitter message that we received yeah. from at GTBaker369, really asking a lot of beginner questions for those yeah. of you who are just picking up the pipe, you're interested, maybe you've downloaded this podcast specifically because you're looking for more information about pipe smoking. Yeah, we get a lot of that. Yeah. And so we, we've we never really done a very good kind of 101 type of episode. Yeah. And it's a good thing to do from time <laughs> to time because aside from the fact that you're always getting new people in, right. you know, it's, it's a good refresher for the rest of us well, as well. Well, it's interesting too. It's not just for people starting out. And by the way, if we have done a 101 episode, it was probably very early. Oh, so yeah. don't just don't listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> when you smoke a pipe for a while, a lot of times you'll just get a little hiccup maybe in your rhythm or, your, right. or uh, you know, just the quality of your pipe smoking. So sometimes it is good to you know, dive back into it, get, you know, a lot of experienced pipe smokers that say, you know, I've been getting a lot of pipe gurgle recently. Like what's up with that? Is that something that, uh, you know, maybe you've gotten into some habit you haven't even noticed and it just kind of develops. So, uh, yeah, it's a good, good thing to kind of pick back up with. Absolutely. All right, let me go ahead and read some of his tweets here. Yeah. He says, I consider myself a still still pretty much a beginner when it comes to pipe smoking. I was wondering if you could answer a few questions for me. First of all, could you try and explain the correct way to fill and pack a pipe? Yeah, I mean, let's start there. Uh, you know, and again, these are these are questions that, you know, there's so much diversity as far as answers go. I mean, you can get on, you know, obviously the internet and find a plethora of different uh, opinions on this. And I, we'll just throw our our bit of the plethora in on top of the pile. But, um, you know, for me, it's funny. I, I love being a tobacconist because when you sit across the tobacco bar from folks and they're sitting there on a stool getting ready to, you know, tell you about their week and, you know, so many of the most experienced uh, pipe smokers literally just take their pouch and take their pipe and just scoop, scoop it, it and just mash it into their pipe and then roll. Right. You know, these are guys that smoke all the time and just really it's part of such a restful part of their rhythm and man they just they just shove it in their pipe and light it with a Bic lighter and just roll with it you know now that might make a purist cringe (laughs) but you know so much and I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap back around to this later after we answer a few of these questions so much of of the art of pipe smoking is finding what works for you and then sticking with it because pipe smoking it can be, you know, it, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of opinions and it's a little finicky. And sometimes people get into pipe smoking thinking it'll be relatively simple. And it is, but then they'll open themselves up to all these different opinions. And all of a sudden it becomes this kind of overwhelming thing. Right. And before too long, beginner pipe smokers, you know, maybe after a couple of weeks, just kind of push their pipe to the side and think, man, that's kind of complicated. Yeah. Like that's a little much for me. And and that as a as a tobacconist and someone that, you know, deals with new pipe smokers all the time, I really want to speak to those that are just now getting into it and maybe experiencing a little frustration. Again, we'll wrap around to this uh, again towards the end, but find what works for you and stick with it. And so, you know, with the with the tamping de- or with the uh packing of your bowl deal, uh, most people, what they'll do, and, and this is what I do, I, I see this pretty pretty good bit in the shop, but you'll take leaves of tobacco, I kind of hold my pipe over my pouch or, or my bag of tobacco, whatever you're holding your tobacco in, and I'll drop the first few leaves into the pipe, just gravity fill, okay? And so the, the idea is, as you go up the bowl of the pipe, you want it to get firmer and firmer as you go up. The first few little pinches you put in there... Um, 
you want to be pretty loose because you're going to pack it from the top anyway. Mm. And at the bottom, that's going to ensure really good airflow coming through that that bowl with those leaves. So I kind of gravity fill the first few. Uh, after that, I put a little bit more in there, pretty good little chunk. And I just kind of gently tap it down. And then the more I go up the bowl, I tap it down firmer and firmer. Once I get to the top of the bowl, and a, a good thing for me to do is kind of press the tobacco and just see if it's kind of, it's firm. It doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere, but it's still kind of spongy. Right. Um, and then the one thing I do before I ever light my pipe is I put the stem in my mouth and take a nice pull of air through the bowl. The key here is you want to make sure you've got some resistance. Right. Uh, but still pretty good airflow. Right. You don't want like a dense block of tobacco that you've created inside your bowl. That's right. And conversely, you don't want it to feel like you're just sucking through a straw. Right. Uh, you know, you, you do want some resistance with with still good airflow. This is where a three-way check tool comes in handy. Uh, you know, there's three-way tools that uh, you can find, you know, cheap at, a, at your local pipe shop. They have the the tamp, the spoon, and then also a little pick on there. A lot of people are like, what do I do with that pick? But, right. And there's, it's got a variety of uses. But what the pick can do, it's great, is you can actually aerate your tobacco a little bit and kind of fluff it up if you've packed it too hard. Interesting. Okay. And so, uh, you know, that that's a way for you if you've packed it too hard initially and are having a little trouble with it, you know, just or maybe you're, before you light it, you're pulling on it a little bit thinking – wow, I think I packed that too tight. Take your pick and kind of fluff it up in there. You can kind of dig down towards the bottom at the where the uh, the hole is that goes into the chamber at the bottom and uh, just kind of fluff it up and you'll get a little more airflow and then you can go from there. Yeah. So um, that's typically what, what I do. Um, again, to simplify all this, because the, the key is simple, <laughs> right? We sit here and talk so much. It really is simple, but um, just a few little gravity fills, you know, just kind of dropping your leaves in there. And as you go up to the top, just make sure it's kind of firm. and sparkly. That's key too, because I, I know for the longest time I was just packing it in there just as tight as I possibly could. Yeah. Um, and I think I probably was either on one end of the spectrum. I probably did that because starting out, I, I packed it so loosely yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everything just kind of like fell apart on me. That's right. And uh, and so, you know, to get that idea, and it's, it's I guess it's just physics, is, is the concept of, you know, the looser it is at the base when you start, when you pack down, the more evenly it will actually be when you get completed. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and as you, as you smoke your pipe too, you can think like, okay, well... Uh, the ashes are going to start to build up and you're going to have to tamp kind of through your smoking. Um, and so it, it will get firmer towards the bottom, but it's important to have that bottom part loose at the beginning just to, you know, to maximize good airflow. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. GT Baker goes on. He says, also, every time I smoke, I seem to get quite a lot of moisture and I start to hear and feel a gurgling noise. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Okay. We hear this all the time. And again, th- this can have a lot of... Uh, uh, just a variety. Some people just slobber a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, some people, some people do just have, uh, you know, when they smoke or, you know, just a lot of excess saliva for some reason. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're holding your pipe in your mouth, uh, a lot of times your breathing will build up con- condensation inside the stem. Um, a lot of times it's because your tobacco is too moist. Um, and a lot of times it can even be because you haven't fully broken in your pipe. And so, uh, that carbon cake on the bottom is not there to really absorb some of that moisture and let it kind of bake out gingerly as opposed to boiling at the bottom. So right. Th- there's a variety of different different things that it could be. Um, 
you know, my, my key is stick with it. Those first four or five bowls on pretty much any new pipe, you know, th- there are some rare exceptions. You get some of these exquisite hand carved pipes and, you know, where the briar is just so incredibly well selected that you don't see a lot of this. But, you know, a lot of pipes, when you start firing it up, those first four or five bowls can be pretty rough. I mean, because you really, you you're, you got to think of those four, those first several bowls as kind of, I mean, it's the break-in period. It really right. is. And so if it's a new pipe and it's something you're experiencing, you want to give it a chance to work itself out. Um, and what that means is that you're going to fill half bowls. You're going to smoke it all the way to the bottom. You're trying to build that carbon layer up. And the carbon really will help you with uh, with some of that gurgle. And, and then, you know, also just make sure you clean it really regularly. This is another thing that happens. So a lot of folks, because they don't like to... Uh, or just, you know, don't regularly clean their pipe. Right. Um, and, you know, it can happen with new pipe smokers too, obviously. But um, what happens is that that saliva that builds up in the bowl um, will just stay there and then reactivate itself once it once it's hot again. Gross. Right? It's, isn't it nasty? <laughs> I know. It's great. But, I mean, this is a pipe show. We're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you'll, you'll, uh, it'll kind of reactivate once it, uh, you know, once it gets hot again. And that's an issue that really is just solved by regular pipe cleaning. And so you, you really want to be sure to do that. If you ever have to let your pipe go out for some reason and then come back to it, you know, it's a great idea to take a pipe cleaner and run it while your pipe is still together, take a pipe cleaner, run it into the stem and wiggle it until it gets down to the bowl and you can just leave it there. Um, and then when you get ready to come back to your pipe, maybe a few minutes later or whatever, uh, you just take that pipe cleaner out and it will have, you know, soaked up the excess of that, that saliva. But, right. um, you know, saliva, is, that's the key, um, is just trying to get as much of that out as you can. And, and cleaning is so important. Building up carbon cake, smoking a high quality tobacco that's not very syrupy. Um, that's a really big deal. Now, it sounds like uh, JT, GT Baker is, you know, experiencing this with a lot of different tobaccos. Right. Um, but that's another thing to keep in mind. Just make well, sure you smoke a high quality tobacco. You know, the, if, if, if you've got, if you've got a taste for syrupy tobacco. Yeah. Um, it just means you're going to have some more extra work to do okay. as far as cleaning your pipe. That's gotcha, right. Gotcha. That's right. Um, one other thing I'll mention, and this is just a me thing. Um, I smoke, um, I smoke straight pipes primarily. Yes. I love straight pipes. Right. I don't, and this is just me, and you know, I don't, maybe other folks this is so foreign to, but I don't experience nearly as much pipe gurgle with a straight pipe as I do a bent pipe. That's, you know, I, I primarily smoke straight pipes as well, and I don't know that I've ever had the gurgle. I don't, I, it, it's just a thing for me, and maybe, you know, that's a thing for other, I've heard a few other people mention that, but then I've heard the random person that says, you know, I get pipe gurgle when I smoke a straight pipe and not a bent pipe. So huh. I don't, I don't know, but for me, I get a, I, I'm a lot more prone to get that um, when I smoke a, a bent pipe. Um, I tell you, we sell, and you know, for those that listen to the show regularly, we sell a lot of Savinelli's at our shop. And for some people that get into pipe smoking that just can't beat pipe gurgle, they just can't, they've kind of, kind of, you know, just, just allowed themselves to say, okay, when I smoke a pipe, this is just something I'm going to have to deal with. The Savinelli's are great because they give you the option of putting that balsa filter in there. Right. And the, the, the balsa insert, we don't even like to call it a filter. Right. It's really right. just an insert, but it does such a good job 
of soaking up all that moisture in the pipe stem, particularly before it gets to the bowl. And so it's just, it provides for a drier, cooler smoke. And so, um, GT Baker, if you haven't tried a Savinelli with the insert, um, I would give that a shot. Uh, when you look online or at our website or, you know, wherever you find one, um, you know, after the name of the pipe, Typically, the retailer will put a parenthesis and say 6mm, 6mm. What that means is that pipe um, has enough room in there for a 6mm insert. And when you buy it, it'll actually come with some sample right. uh, sample balsa inserts. And, um, you know, just a great option for you. you when you buy a 7L, you do not have to use the insert. I don't in most of my pipes. But you ought to try it and see if that helps you with some of your, uh, some of your pipe girdle stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, the the insert. You also want to make sure you're switching those out as well. You don't want to just put one in there and. <laughs> yeah, man, I've I've got a customer that switches them out every like eight or nine times, and man, he pulls it out and it just it looks like asphalt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> so don't don't do that because that can that can create its own problem. I uh, when I when I first had uh, I guess it was a Savinelli when I first had a Savinelli. Yeah, uh, I did not quite realize that you were supposed like, to forget to do that. Yeah, and you kind of forget, and then you open it up. It's like, oh my gosh, what is this? It's like a car <laughs> air filter. You know, you just change that every six months or something. Yeah, whatever. All right. Last but not least, he says, uh, and last for now, no matter what tobacco flavor I choose, I always eventually taste quite bitter or sharp is there something to do is it something to do with the above yeah thanks for your advice in advance really well connected to that second question we asked and you know again this is just something that you know folks bump into even after time you know they'll uh, occasionally bump into it without even just kind of stumbling into it but um, bitterness or sharpness can have a lot of different uh, a lot of different causes uh, I experience it most when I'm breaking in a new pipe, okay? That briar is, you know, it's just typically untreated, you know, virgin briar in the bottom of that bowl. And it just has some weird flavors that it's just got to build up seasoning to. Um, again, you know, I, I I always compare it to a cast iron skillet. Right. Um, I don't even know if people use those anymore. I do. I, 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 use, I, I use them all yeah. the time, but, I, you know. I made maybe, some sweet potato fries the other day. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, man make the best biscuits in the world oh yeah but um you know cast iron skillet you you really they require some seasoning really before they work uh at their prime and that's a great way to you know reference a pipe you really do have to build up that carbon cake before it tastes right and before your pipe smokes sweet and so you know give it some time hopefully as you break in that pipe it'll it'll kind of kind of fix that. The main thing that causes bitterness in a pipe is not cleaning it, okay? And that's a big deal. Um, keep some pipe cleaners handy. Be sure to clean it regularly. Um, and, you know, if that's something that, you know, is just hard for you to do, a lot of times what I'll do when I buy a pipe, I will make sure before I even purchase it that a pipe cleaner, I'll get a, I'll grab a pipe cleaner. A lot of times the tobacconist, we, you know, we at the shop will just give you one so you can try this, but there's a pipe cleaner test that you can do. Um, and what that means is you, you actually take a pipe cleaner and run it through the stem all the way into the bowl, uh, with the pipe still being in one piece. Um, so that helps a lot. You can actually see if it's, if it's possible to run a pipe cleaner through the stem into the bowl without taking the pipe apart right and what that it's great because you can immediately put that pipe cleaner in as soon as you're done smoking without having to take your pipe apart and so i mean you've got it you know say i'm done smoking i can't take it apart because the pipe's still hot but i know i want to get some of that moisture out man i'm gonna pop a pipe cleaner in there right now and and leave it and then i can take it apart later man that's a great option to get in there 
and um, it, you know, just get out that moisture immediately. Yeah. Um, so that that's an that's an option. If your pipe tastes bitter, and you know, you're still kind of working through those things, and it's a bitterness that you really just can't can't really rid yourself of. A lot of times, the bitterness will correct itself through smoking, as a lot of that moisture in there gets reactivated and kind of kind of smoked out just through heat. If it doesn't correct itself, you know, then you're going to have to go to some kind of little, very simple little treatment, put you, um, you know, some type of alcohol in there. Uh, you know, a lot of folks will use grain alcohol or um, even vodka or something. There's pipe sweetener that uh, retailers sell. We sell little bottles of pipe sweetener at our shop. That's really great. Uh, you can put that in there. And if it's a, if it's a really hard case of bitterness, man, put you some uh, kosher sea salt in there. Uh, some alcohol overnight, and uh, it'll it'll suck out a lot of those nasty flavors. But just give it time. It's something you want to try to work through. Again, what I said at the beginning, I just want to follow wrap back around with this. You know, if you're a new pipe smoker, you're going to get a lot of this kind of stuff. I've sit here and said so much stuff, but just find what works for you and stick with it. If that means you just take tobacco and just jam it in your bowl, light it with a Bic lighter, and then have to keep relighting over time, just keeping your little Bic lighter handy. Um, man, do that. I mean, just, you know. I <laughs> If it works for you. If it, if it works for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. For me, you know, tamping is really key. Right. Um, golly, I, I, I can't smoke my pipe without keeping a tamp handy. Um, and with the tamp, you know, as I tamp kind of as I'm smoking just through the experience, um, man, I can keep my pipe lit so much longer, and it's so much more pleasing as it – now, one thing about smoking a pipe for a long time uninterrupted is that chamber, it actually bakes the tobacco inside the chamber. You right. think of it as like a little oven. And as those flavors and juices and, uh, you know, just natural flavors start to meld and marry uh, while it's baking, it's like anything that bakes. It just it becomes a lot more complex, a lot more rich. Um, and so the longer you can keep your pipe lit, you, you experience those rewards, too. Um, you know, I'm a match guy. I think I can get a lot better light with a, with a match, uh, on my pipe, a deeper light, uh, because I can take my time. I'm not so hurried to get the, get the flame in there so quickly. Um, you know, so that's good. But, you know, if you're outside a lot, we've got a lot of contractors that smoke a pipe and, you know, people that work outdoors, like, and, and a match just isn't going to do it throughout the day. So, right. man, just, just get it done, find what works for you and, um, you know, but again, if you need any help, uh, you know, be sure to ask, you know, yeah, there's no judgment here. So if you're a new not a pipe bit. smoker Golly. out there, yeah, we, we want to, on occasion, we want to be able to take episodes like this and, and kind of address questions specifically to the new pipe smoker. So yeah. if you're new, if you're just getting started or if you've just found this podcast and, and you're kind of contemplating getting a pipe, uh, right into the show, I, I tell you what, frame it up in about three questions, uh, that are kind of your beginner questions. Yeah, this was great. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll take on the top. Again, also like I mentioned, we you know part of the reason why we're we're talking about this now, and and but we want to continue doing that. But what, one of the reasons why we first uh, brought up the topic is because we are so close. Uh, in fact, next week we will be taking on uh, Pipe Culture Volume Two Origins. Yeah. Man, that's exciting! It is, it is, yeah. and we've gotten so much feedback uh, from from you guys over email, over Facebook. Uh, the guys over at Reddit were really great about sending in a lot of stories. The cutoff date to get us your pipe. Uh, I guess the question that we're asking is, why did you first pick up the pipe? 
And so uh, you've got until this Friday to finish that email, get it into us uh, if you want it to potentially be featured on the show. Yeah. And uh, and so please do that. It's CSR at Pottery.com. We need to share our own stories about that too, Bo. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I know we've I know we've kind of uh, you know dabbled in that a little bit, but uh, I'd, I'd love. Uh, I'd love to share my own story a little bit, too. It's kind of interesting our, yeah. how we've evolved in yeah, that. So absolutely. It, it'll be fun to do that. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pipe question of the week. A pipe question this week comes from uh, Gail J. MacArthur. Gail MacArthur, yeah. He writes, do you guys ever run across counterfeit pipes? I bought a Savinelli Churchwarden 601 mm-hmm. off eBay, but when I got it, it's a Savinelli 6001. It's hard to see in the picture, but the one is there. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is a misprint, and basically he's asking for a little bit of help. So, uh, And I've got the picture pulled up. Yeah. For us in the studio, unfortunately, you know, with a podcast, you can't see what we're looking at. Yeah. But uh, I think Gail actually shared this maybe on our uh, on our website, on our Facebook, on, on page. Our Facebook yeah. page. So, yeah, we should have it there for uh, for people to go check out. Uh, love hearing from Gail. Gail is uh, one of our uh, real regular friends and customers that is in uh, in Canada. Right. And uh, just just crazy about Gail. But she says, uh, you know, just with this. You know, you order a church warden from Savinelli and you pay a lot of money for it and you expect it to, you know, be perfect, obviously. And uh, then you come back, it's got an extra digit in there. Um, <laughs> occasionally, Gail, we see this. It's kind of weird. I, I just, my gut instinct, I, I'd love to see just the profile of the pipe to make sure it looks, uh, you know, the the shape looks correct and everything because obviously these are machine made pipes and so they all are supposed to look pretty much the same. The bottom of your pipe looks looks like a bona fide Savinelli. It really does. Uh, it looks the stem and uh, everything, how they've rusticated it, but the left, uh, the bottom part, regular, and then, um, you know, so they can print it on there. That, that It looks like a Savinelli, Gale. Um, my gut would say they, they put an extra number in there. That's not uncommon. It's really not. I mean, that, you know, occasionally you'll see that. I mean, Petersons are bad about stuff like this. Really? Like, uh, a lot of Petersons I see... They will come like double stamped, like you know how um, when they're like stamping a a penny or something. A lot of these co- you know coin collectors, the the really collectible coin is the one that maybe was accidentally stamped twice or something. Right. Uh, you know Peterson's bad about that. That you'll see like where they've kind of kind of messed it up a little bit and then done it again really hard to make sure the next one gets on there good. <laughs> you know it's just something uh pipe pipe uh, manufacturers do my guess uh, to be honest is that it's a bona fide savinelli but you know just without without seeing it and holding it uh you know i think it would uh, just hard to tell but i my guess would be that it is you yeah. know with ebay and you know not, and not to bash ebay or ebay sellers but no, i mean not a bit there, there is you you do get what you pay for and yeah. and you know when you have kind of that disconnect between the seller and the uh and and yourself and the product yeah uh you know sometimes you have a little bit of questions a little bit of buyer's remorse and so one thing that uh you know i have i 
let me think about this before I say it. Yeah, I have never bought a pipe online, and I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a pipe Not online. Uh-uh. But I, I do. I guess I am a little bit more thoughtful in my pipe purchases. I want to know a little bit more about it, and I want to have yeah. more of a discussion about, uh, you know, if, especially if it's an estate pipe. I like to know kind of what the history of the estate pipe is. Yeah, I know a lot of people yeah. go on eBay specifically for estate pipes just so they can get you know a cheaper pipe or something yeah. like that. But for me, I, I, I like to know what the legacy of my pipe is. Yeah, now, that's, that's me. Ro- such I'm, a romantic though. <laughs> That's, that's me personally. But, uh, well, and that that's the thing. I mean, of course, the internet has just allowed people to experience so many great opportunities with pipes because you can get them from all over the world. I mean, it's just it's opened up the guy that carves pipes in his backyard to be able to sell to people in China. You know, it, it's incredible. But, um, you know, the, the one thing that frustrates me a little bit is that I can't hold the pipe in my hand. Right. Uh, you know, and we've got actually one customer, Chris, if you're listening, um, one customer uh, here locally, man, he buys pipes, and if he doesn't like them, he'll send them back. You yeah. know, now I don't. Yeah. You can't really do that with an eBay. Uh, well, guy. Some some shops, maybe, you maybe can. some shops yeah. will let you do it, but certainly from some of these larger retailers, uh, man, he'll send them back, trade them out, uh, kind of hold it in his hand, make sure it's a good feel, and if he doesn't like it, man. It, toast like get rid of that pipe get you another one yeah you it's know? your money so, uh yeah i mean you, you want a pipe that that works for you so but anyway i you know obviously ebay is a great resource but um yeah it just sounds like and uh, you know i don't know how much you paid for the pipe gale but that might have been a factor in the cost maybe the person thought they could kind of pass it off because it did have that little flaw right um honestly gail if it were me it looks like a bona fide savinelli that thing's gonna smoke great man just fire that thing up and and enjoy it i I think that's a great (laughs) man who cares if it's got an extra zero on the bottom like um you're gonna smoke that pipe hopefully so much that you won't even be able to read the numbers on the bottom anyway because it'll be all (laughs) worn out so (laughs) i I hope you enjoy your new church warden gail gail it's a great question of course if you've got a pipe question of the week to send to us you can do so csr at potestary.com Quick fire with the squire. All right. Quick fire questions. Quick fire questions this week. This week, Bo, we have one quick fire question. Do we now? And and this is something that has uh we we've alluded to occasionally with some of our uh some of our just banter on the show. Uh-huh. But, uh our <laughs> our one quick fire question this week. Better musical artist, the Beatles. Or Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Before I answer this question. I can't even believe we have to do this. <laughs> I realize. Lord have mercy. I realize this is an unpopular opinion. Uh, but I, I have put thought into this. And I think that Dave Matthews is better than the Beatles. Now, let me preface this. Oh, man. I am talking, granted, I am, I'm talking about kind of uh, based on longevity of musical taste. I think that the Beatles does not age as well as Beatles fans like to think it does. Uh, you know, I, I realize that a lot of people have a lot of uh, emotional attachment to certain Beatles songs sure, sure. and that sort of thing. But if you look at just quality of music, Dave Matthews, and not, not I mean, like you could pull up like the worst Dave Matthews song, the best Beatles song, and obviously the Beatles are going to beat out. But I'm going to say overall, the entire, you know, collection of audio here, Dave Matthews is going to be better than the Beatles. Yeah, I... Man, I just think you're insane. <laughs> State your case. Well, I mean, well, I I just think I just think you're insane. I you've got to look at how many. And again, this is you know I, I realize kind of where you're coming from. It's musical preference and and all this. And but you've got to think about how many people the Beatles have influenced over 
you know, the past 50 years. That's not what I'm talking about. I know, but let me state my case. <laughs> all right, all right. I let you state yours. You're still insane. <laughs> but, you know, the, the Beatles were so revolutionary and affected so many people, uh, you know, just when they came out. And because they had such a cultural shift, um, just as far as, uh, you know, our preferences in music goes, I think that's what's given them such a long-lived, just a long-lived popularity. The Beatles were um, technically very sound. They practiced and perfected their art so much that, um, you know, they were just a just a group that was extremely creative at a time where, you know, that style was, was not really existent. And their music is just better. I, I just I would, think their well, music's better, mm, man. I, so I would say the same of like Star Trek, the original television series, right? Okay, okay. Revolutionary for the time, addressing issues and topics nobody else was. Inspired most of, or a lot of the sci-fi that we have today has some sort of ties to it. Even if you look at where they took, and I hate to say this because it makes me feel dirty, uh, but, <laughs> but even aspects of where they took Star Wars and, yeah. and like with the recent Star Wars television and that sort of thing, they've pulled and been influenced from Star Trek in that area. But Star Trek does not age well. I mean, comparatively, it's not it's not as entertaining as what so, has come later. So, so you're saying the Beatles don't age well? Uh, well, it's not even. All right. It's hard for me to understand what it would be like going back to the Star Trek reference to okay. watch Star Trek in a time where that where Star Trek was all there was. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's hard for me to understand what that is. All I can do is watch it, and I can appreciate the impact that it had on culture and entertainment. Right. However, I'm not going to Star Trek when I want to watch television or movies or, or whatnot. You know, it's interesting to me because, um, <laughs> you know, the Beatles, obviously, you know, late 50s through the 60s, early 70s to some extent. And, you know, you still had people going very, very crazy for them into the next 20 years. Same thing about Star Trek. I don't see that for Dave Matthews, though. Well, I, I, but I don't. I mean, let's think about Dave Matthews. Like, this was 1990s, okay? Like, I mean, I, I remember, like, you know, folks wearing Jinkos and the little chains connected to their uh, wallet. Uh-huh. And, you know, <laughs> and putting DMB stickers all over stuff. Sure. Like, you know, I guess they were playing with their pogs, too. I don't know. But, um, you know, anyway... I. I don't see Dave Matthews folks anymore. Dave's having a resurgence, but regardless... I don't see Dave Matthews folks anymore. You're also not looking for Dave... I don't see Beatles folks anymore, but I'm not looking for Beatles folks anymore. Dude, that's just wrong. (laughs) That I don't see them? That's wrong? Yes, Or it's just wrong wrong. that we don't see them today? (laughs) Well, I think it comes down to the fact that you just have poor musical taste. I don't don't think that's it at all. No, for me, the Beatles are the... uh, For me, the Beatles are the Star Trek of the uh, musical industry. Wow. (laughs) And the Dave Matthews band is just the just the spam of the music industry you don't like so you just don't like dave is really what it comes down to because you're not you're not making a case that the beatles are better than dave you just don't like dave i've never connected with dave i never have and i you know but overall i just i don't see how you can make the comparison well i'm I'm curious to see (laughs) this is this is one of those you know we get we get in trouble sometimes when our quick fire questions aren't that quick right and so uh we we thought this would be kind of a fun day to roll out this one this is more of a shotgun question where the uh where it wouldn't quite load right and so then we had to take it to the shop and buy another shotgun (laughs) not that quick but regardless i'm really interested to see how our listeners respond to this and i want to say going into this i realize that my opinion here is unpopular but surely there are those of you among us that don't hate Dave like like JD does. Golly, I just <laughs> wow. Anyway. Hopefully, you'll get some affirmation. Just, just because I love you and care for you and it want you to be affirmed in your own way, um, you know, I, I hope you get some kind of affirmation. 
even if you're wrong. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I appreciate that. <laughs> your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week comes to us from Facebook. We've got The Rocking Chef, who says, in response to the aromatic question this morning, talking about last week's episode, yeah. I have been on the search for a great aromatic, something that smells sweet to others, but also tastes good to me. So far, there have there are two that I have found that are more of a hybrid. Two Friends English Chocolate. Hmm, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Latakia uh, Flake with a cocoa topping. Wow. Tastes like... Nice Virginia Dan tobacco blue note. Okay. Virginia with a nice sweet casing. Uh, the, tobac- the tobacco flavors flavor grows as you smoke it. Mm. And then Frogmorton Cellar. I'm not mm. sure if it's an aromatic, but the tobaccos carry a nice exotic room note and taste fabulous. Great yeah. recommendations yeah, here. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, I- I've never tried any of the two friends stuff, but um, English chocolate sounds great. It's interesting, and again, last week we discussed, um, you know, one of our house blends at the Squire uh, Hunting Creek when yeah. when we started talking about this. But uh, it sounds like both of the tobaccos you mentioned, and maybe we're onto something here, but both of the tobaccos you mentioned um, have the elements of Latakia mixed with some aromatic elements. Uh, Frogmorton is interesting in that it's got plenty of Latakia. It's smoky and uh complex and in the bayou they even throw in um the frogmorton on the bayou they even throw in perique which i'm a fan of but then it's got black cavendish in there and man that stuff is just fine yeah i mean it's so good it's something that smells great you open the tin it smells like you're you know uh kind of at a barbecue or something and i mean the people around you love it and for a more complex palate it is incredible. I mean, it's just something. That's why we sell so much Frogmorton at right. our shop. And it sounds like the other is uh, is the same. Uh, you described it as Virginia Latakia Flake with cocoa topping. Um, you know, and man, that's just fantastic. So I think you know the Rocking Chef. Those are good things to go to. Um, you know, again, just something that's got got elements of both. Our Hunting Creek at the shop, and Justin, if you're listening, Justin. Uh, from Vermont that actually just moved back to to Jackson. Oh, is he here. back now? He's back. All and, right. Man, I saw him Welcome the other home, day. Justin. Just threw my arms around. I was so excited to see him. Yeah. Uh, but back in Jackson now, and man, he loves Hunting Creek because it gives his palate all. It's like the Heinz Fifty Seven. It touches every little part of your tongue. But the people around you love it. I right. Mean, they just they just love it. And so I, I think maybe you're onto something there. Uh, great. You know, I've always called them hybrid tobaccos. Y'all have heard me say that before. Um, you know, and I think some of those, uh, have elements of that. Awesome. And then, uh, also, I uh, want to mention this one too, from Twitter, pastor Mark writes, Hey JD felt my, es- uh, ecclesiastical duty <laughs> to try Parsons blend. Not bad, but a little heavy on the tongue for my taste. However, I really like the Burleys. My favorite is Treasure Island. How would a touch of Burley do with Treasure Island? <laughs> um, yeah, this is great. We actually, Treasure Island is so popular. It's one of our tobaccos at the shop. It's one of our more aromatic tobaccos. It's one of the tobaccos that you can really taste when you smoke it. Yeah. Uh, it's just got, it's really infused with a lot of flavor. So, uh, and it's it's rum flavor, by the way. But Burley would mix well with it. And a lot of folks do, do mix Burley 
with Treasure Island. We've got some folks that mix um, Black Arrow with it, Merryweather. You know, so there are some options you can do. But I think Burley would go well. I've never personally tried it, but we've had folks that that have. So you know, we've talked. Give it a shot. We've talked about the idea of trying to get some sort of um, listener-driven tobacco where we get like a lot of input about what yeah. people like, and then we try to kind of all together as a group figure out what that tobacco would be like right. what, what the country squire radio blend would be wow and uh that's uh you know as we get kind of some of these these ideas rolling through yeah. Yeah, and figure yeah. out a tool that'll help us put that together but anyway yeah that's that's for later incredible yeah but i'm glad you tried uh for your ecclesiastical ecclesiastical duty uh thank you for <laughs> thank you for trying parsons blend yeah. maybe maybe uh Maybe it's more of an Anglican taste than it is for whatever your uh, particular denomination is. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it is really good. I'm not We've Anglican, had, and I love it. Had a, I know it's uh, man, it's it's fantastic. So um, anyway, but uh, yeah, keep mixing up. Maybe we'll have a Parsons Blend 2.0. And finally, we've got one from Smoking a Pipe. Uh, he says, uh, wonderful pipe smoking show. What a great show. These two guys have a real passion for the art of pipe smoking. Beginners can listen to the show and walk the path with Bo and learn and grow in the hobby, while more experienced smokers can reaffirm what they already know or possibly learn something new from John David. This is a great, friendly, informative, and fun show that everyone in the pipe community should be listening to. Thank you. Well, that glowing words. Thank you so much, and uh, we we hope you do occasionally learn something from um, from our ridiculous banter. Yeah, look, that is high <laughs> praise. We always yeah. love getting those iTunes reviews, especially. It's a big help. They're a huge way to help the show. Um, we just dinged uh, fifty as far as I think our reviews are our ratings. One or the other. Oh, that's fantastic! Isn't that great? Yeah, uh, we really appreciate that, guys. Look, the more that you go and you review the show, talk us up in the pipe community as you go into your pipe club meetings, as you're. Uh, conversing online at various forums and everything like that. Let them know that you listen to Country Squire Radio. You can send them to the website and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we really appreciate that kind of support from you guys. We want to make sure that we're putting out a really good, fine product Absolutely. for you uh, to enjoy while you're lighting up your bowl, or maybe you can't smoke at work, but you still want to get that uh, kind of that. You're <laughs> that, fixed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and so we're, we're trying to look out for you, and, and we appreciate you guys looking out for us and as you, well. And your feedback, too, just to, you know, if it's not something, please leave us iTunes reviews. That's the biggest way you can help the show. But but another way, too, is just to email me and Bo. Like, please. Oh, yeah, we love I mean, that. we, we want to, you know, if there's a concern or something, uh, you know, occasionally we'll get some, uh, you know, uh, not just affirmation, but some some ideas or, hey, maybe you all to think about doing this kind of segment. Man, oh, let us know those things. We got a good one this morning I haven't told really? you about. Yeah, on Twitter. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. But um, Man, you can't do that to them. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a really, I'll, I'll tell you about it It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Okay, good. It's from Simon Baba. <laughs> okay. Oh, Simon. That's I know. Great. He came up with a good one. Okay, good. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah, so a couple of reminders too before we sign off. Uh, again, we've got our pipe culture episode. Uh, mentioned it already, but the cutoff for you sending in your pipe origin story is uh, this Friday. So if you haven't written it yet, go ahead and send it in. Uh, we've got at least one guy who wrote us three times because he edited it a couple times. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, so so is that you or why I drink? <laughs> I think it might be. I think it might be. <laughs> I really can't wait to hear from him. Know, That's right? going to be awesome. Uh, but regardless, so send those in. We need those by Friday again to be considered for the show. Yep. Uh, also, musicians. Did you bring me that CD? No. All Keith, right. I've got the CD at the shop. Yeah, we, we've yeah. already got uh, uh, at least one musician who's uh, sent us his stuff, which is incredible, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I'll yeah. give that a listen. Uh, we're hoping to feature some music from the pipe community on the show, uh, kind of at the end of the show, to kind of give you guys something to listen to after you've done, gotten done <laughs> listening to us. Uh, 
and then also to play on occasion when mornings like t- this morning happen and yeah. we're running a little bit late, but we want you guys to have some melodious tunes to listen to as yeah. we get prepped or while JD drives over here. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Email the show, csrpotistery.com. Find us on Twitter at Squire Radio. I'm at the real Bo York. And I'm at John David Cole. You can also get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. That's right. And of course, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Country Squire Radio. Uh, guys, this was a good one. Thanks, man. Man, I had a lot of fun. We rocked and rolled this morning. Yes, sir. It was great. Bo, I hope you have a good week, man. Man, let's go have a day. See ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.